Welcome to What's on Your Souls, a relational podcast where you can relax and enjoy conversation, inspiration, encouragement, and motivation in a judgment-free space. Don't continue to drag around that emotional debris. Here's what's next on this episode. We sometimes make the assumption that we are healthy enough to engage in relationships, but sometimes that relationship just has to do with your nuclear level people first, your family. So our goal is to move from dependence to independence to interdependence, which means in the end, we're giving back to society rather than just being takers. Have a seat on the porch and let's examine what's on your souls. This is Mia Imbro, and it is my absolute privilege to be behind this mic in this moment as we step into what is the first episode of the What's On Your Soul podcast. So I'll tell you a little bit about me and then I'll tell you a little bit about the intent that is put behind this podcast. Again, my name is Mia. So my profession is that I am a therapist and have been so for almost now 30 years working in relational health, emotional and social and relational health. And that covers a gamut of areas, parenting, relationships, grief, connecting, thoughtfulness, awareness, connecting the stories that have built and constructed our lives and how that plays and continues to play out in our lives and how it affects our relationships presently and in the future. And even just moments that we move through in general that feel difficult to us or challenging to us or maybe comfortable to us and evoke joy to us. The why behind that and how we connect that back to our story. And sometimes the analogy that I have always used is just sitting on a figurative porch, resting in a rocking chair, having conversations and dialogues at a rocking chair level, and then being able to at the same time examine what is on the bottom of our shoes. And so oftentimes what happens is when you arrive at someone's house, they will ask you to remove your shoes, and that's for a myriad of reasons. But more than not, it's because they don't want whatever is on the bottom of your sole of your shoe to be tracked into their physical space. And what I have learned over these years, not only professionally, but also personally, is we do that in the very same way. Whatever experiences we have been in, whatever stories we have been a part of, whatever hurts and hangups and habits we have taken on, we let those adhere to us and then we let those go with us as we step into the spaces that are owned by other people who unwillingly and unknowingly let us in and then we track it everywhere. And so after almost 30 years of being a therapist, one of the thoughts that occurred to me is although I feel privileged to be in that position and it holds me accountable and I learn every day through that profession I start thinking, how nice would it be to be proactive versus reactive? So every now and then, there are clients who will come to me who can see the signs and the indicators that something is about to happen, and they're asking for me to walk alongside them as we figure that out. But more than not, what happens is that someone arrives at my door or at my office after the crisis has already occurred. And because I am a lifelong learner and I love to um, continually see things in different ways, it just became evident to me 
that it would be probably even more helpful to be proactive than to be reactive. And in that proactivity to walk through what it looks like to respond to situations rather than to react. And so thus this podcast. Now, am I aware that there are a million different podcasts out there? Yes. And I think that that was one of the things that made me reticent about doing this. But I also felt like it was important that I create a space with intention that was helpful, thought-provoking, encouraging, safe, challenging, funny, um, and just all around a place where we're almost doing therapy in real time, but not in an office. And so oftentimes when we do these podcasts, it will be a series of conversations on the figurative front porch. It will be about real life situations that we have stepped through. And sometimes we will have the honor of having that actual person sit in real time with us and process the journey that they've gone through and how they have arrived at whatever point they have. Other times it will be just me talking it through, talking about observations, missteps, step up, step backs, oops and ouch moments that somehow have evolved into a great awareness of what is helpful to people. So after almost 30 years of working with people, I felt that it was time to give back in a way that could be helpful to those that might never cross the threshold of a therapist's office. Now, personally, there are a lot of things about me that you might want to know that are going to be helpful for this discussion. So I am a parent. I understand the journey of parenting. And so we'll be able to talk about that a lot. I am able to be invited into spaces that help leaders of organizations and educational institutions on a daily basis to be more effective and to be inclusive and accepting of the diversity that walks into their building. And so we have the privilege of talking uh, in regards to things like diversity and inclusion and what that really means and not so much in a step-by-step process, but lab work level, rocking chair level, when it talks about, it doesn't matter what someone tells you is necessary to do to make someone feel welcome. Until you believe that within yourself and you've done the work on you, it is for naught. So we will walk through those conversations, through grief and loss, through being great communicators, um, and through a myriad of conversations. So we're going to take a slight break, and then we will be right back to engage in further dialogue. More conversation on the way from What's On Your Souls with Mia. In the meantime, if you have a comment, log on with your laptop or smartphone to miaembro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H.com. From the audio player, click the leave a comment link. Let your voice be heard. Now, back to more of what's on your souls. So welcome back from the break. We're going to jump right in. We're sitting on the porch. We're at rocking chair level. So the first topic we're going to set, and this will set the tone for all dialogues that we have thereafter on the porch on the what's on your soul podcast will be about relational health. When I'm talking about relational health, what that I have learned about that, not only as a therapist, but just walking through that is we sometimes make the assumption that we are healthy enough to engage in relationships. And when people talk about relationships, they're always talking about whatever, dating or marriage. But sometimes that relationship just has to do with your nuclear level people first, your family. 
and then moving outward from that. So our goal is to move from dependence to independence to interdependence, which means in the end, towards our fully evolved selves, we're giving back to society rather than just being takers. And we can see that how that mindset shifts by the level of our relational health. So when we talk about relational health, that's talking about your skill set, your tool belt, what is in it that helps you navigate through your interactions with other human beings on this earth. Easier said than done by far because there are no two human beings alike. So every now and then you'll hear someone who says, I met somebody like you before, or you're like somebody. Now there might be similarities, but I promise you there is no one just like you. And so then begins the dance of learning yourself learning what makes you passionate, what is disturbing to you, what bothers you, and then where that story was created. Because what we do as human beings is, it's almost like a train and cars on a train that builds a train when it's going down the track. And each car is made up of different experiences in our life. And depending on how we process that, what we do with that hurt or with that celebration or that joy, it then becomes a message that turns itself into a car that's on our train on this journey of life. And then afterwards, everyone we meet thereafter, we almost apply that same message to them without vetting whether or not it's true. And so what is important for us to do is as human beings is to go back and say, where did that story come from? Where did I first hear that story? Who told me that message? Why did they tell me that message? What did that mean to me? What is the implication of that message? And then how have I played that out in my life? So what that looks like for me, or it might be something that a parent has said to us when we were five years old, but someone might come into my office at 45 and they're still playing into that same message of worthiness, of not being good enough, of never hearing what their worth and their value was. And at the end of the day, I think I've said this before, not to be repetitive, but the goal is that people feel seen, heard, and valued. Does that mean that we are coddling people and that we are not holding people accountable? No, but it does mean that we're learning to be thoughtful and considerate and compassionate and forgiving. And that we understand that once you have been extended grace and mercy, that's the way I feel about my life, that I understand the importance of forgiveness being extended to another person and being able to walk with them through lessons they might not have gleaned from their storyline. So the first thing is for everyone to understand that we all have a story. And whether or not we own it or not, we track that into every space that we enter whether people invite us or whether we just come in storming down the door. And it affects the perspective and the lens in which we interpret everything that we experience. So sometimes I, li- I liken that analogy to a huge house where there are a million windows. I'm thinking of that because I had some people come in and clean my windows today and it took a long time. But um, to come in and everyone, depending on what window you're looking for, has to do with what you see and how you describe the house and I think that is how we move through life a lot and but we make the erroneous assumption that everyone is looking through the same window and so part of this podcast and part of this dialogue today is about just settling in calming down 
resting and breathing and thinking about what is it that I continually carry on my soul into every space that I enter without first pausing, acknowledging, having an awareness, and sitting down and removing it and dialoguing about the why of it. That is the first step. Every dialogue that we have on this podcast thereafter from this day forward will make sense if we can first start with that step. Right, so when we're going to break, but when we come back from the break, we're gonna give a couple of takeaways and intentional steps that we can start in this process of gaining an awareness of who we are and our story that guides the lives that we lead. While we're having great conversation with What's On Your Souls with Mia Imbro, we wanted to thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you at miaimbro.com. There you can get caught up on previous shows, comment, or even give us feedback. All right, let's get back to our final segment as we wrap up What's On Your Souls. Okay, so we're back and we're going to wrap up because at the end of every podcast, we want to be intentional that you have a takeaway moment or something that you can do that moves you, progresses you, advances you towards the next step. So a couple of things I want you to think about. There's an exercise that I do sometimes when I'm facilitating. I love it. It's called the five minute poem and it consists of four stanzas. And I would love for each of you that are listening today to engage in this and then to reflect and think about it as you move forward. So the four stanzas, each stanza begins with the phrase, I am from. So the first stanza is, I am from, and you think of things like familiar sights and sounds and smells of your neighborhood. The second stanza is, I am from, and then I want you to think about familiar foods. The third stanza is, I am from, and I want you to think about family sayings or things that were said within your home of origin or where you grew up that you still can hear echoing in your mind to this day. And then the fourth stanza is, I am from friends. You can name friends or you can describe describe the kind of people that you draw to you, that you call friends. So one of the most interesting things about life that I've learned for myself, but also with the clients that I work for, is that you will continue to bring to you whatever lesson it is that you need to learn that will advance you to the next step. Um, And sometimes it's easier to blame others for our lack of advancement. If this person hadn't done this, if this person hadn't said this, or this person wounded me, or this is what they did, and we throw out these little secretive covert tests for people without communicating to them our vulnerability. Um, But the goal of this podcast will be for us to own what is ours to own and for us to be mature in our ability to communicate and to accept people and their thoughts and know what is ours to own truly. And then there are some pieces of it that we need to forgive uh, and let go and walk away from the lesson. So I want you to do the stanza. I want you to do the poem. I want you to think about it and reflect about it. If you have comments about it, of course, you can leave it on the website at miaimbro.com. But I look forward to our next dialogue on the porch on the What's On Your Soul podcast. Take care. As we bring another episode to a close, we want to thank you. And check out our website at miaimbro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H.com. Leave us a message or feedback. 
Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes. And join us next time as we discuss what's on your souls.